Welcome to the Commune Podcast. My name is Jeff Krasnow. This is our weekend practice series where we release a new meditation or mindfulness exercise every Saturday. Today, your guide is Murray Hittery. He is a composer, artist, and entrepreneur dedicated to helping people find productive self-awareness. Murray hosts these amazing events called Mind Travel, where he provides guided meditations while playing his beautiful Steinway piano. And this is done often by the sea or in a beautiful park or other splendid natural environment. Well, today we can mind travel with Murray right here. Now, this practice, dealing with doubt and imposter syndrome, is a powerful reset if you have been experiencing unhealthy amounts of inner reflection. Now, in this exploration, you'll learn how to turn self-doubt on itself using its own mechanism to unwind it. It is a 30-minute walking meditation, so you might find a gentle trail to travel as you untangle your thought patterns and be mindful of your surroundings and for maximum benefit, turn off all the other notifications on your phone. So experience more walking meditations for emotional growth and well-being. Visit onecommune.com slash presence for a free five-day pass to Murray's course, The Path to Presence. You can access both of these programs along with Commune's entire library of meditations with a free trial of Commune membership. Just go to onecommune.com slash trial to get started. And now, find a safe place to begin moving your body forward. Pause this recording for a moment if you need to get situated in your surroundings. And remember, this is your time. Welcome back. I'm excited that you're here. On today's Path to Presence, we explore self-doubt. Please be sure to take care of your personal safety for this journey, being mindful of your surroundings and your physical state at all times. Let's begin walking, renewing our commitment to staying focused in this present moment. No other obligations, all notifications off on your phone. This is your time. Start with a brisk pace, connecting with your breath and engaging your body. quickly, become aware of the music. Relax into it, allowing it to move through you, activating your listening with all of your senses. 
as you notice your heart rate quickening, simply acknowledge the physical change. Perhaps your breath picking up to match your pace. Making that connection between the body and the mind. A loving mind-body consciousness. Your mind is a steady stream. Thoughts, the things you say to yourself, are constantly flowing in and out. Within that stream, we often find self-doubt. In fact, self-doubt is so commonplace that it often gets lost in all the chatter of the mind. generally have no control over the thoughts that arise in our mind in consciousness. The question is what we choose to do with them. Do we allow them to pass through? Or do we believe them like gospel, hearing them as truth? But it's always embedded in there, that inward questioning, that nagging sense of, can I actually do this? Blending in, camouflaged by all our other thoughts. This insidious questioning, slowly eating away at our internal bedrock. often preventing us from being able to take action. Sometimes we don't even notice it until it causes a somatic reaction, some kind of contraction or tightness in our physical bodies. If you're listening to this and thinking to yourself, well, I don't experience self-doubt, Consider that you might not be listening carefully enough. What may seem like completely reasonable thoughts and inquiries into areas or directions in your life that you can or can't go, that you should or shouldn't do, is really self-doubt sneaking in its opinion. Self-doubt is ingrained in our consciousness. It follows us wherever we go. We cannot escape self-doubt. We can only mitigate it. By becoming aware of it and embracing it, we can disarm it. The opportunity exists to turn self-doubt in on itself. And here is the key. By doubting our doubt, we can dissolve self-doubt.
using its own mechanism to unwind it. Once we identify the doubt, we can pull it out of the thought stream like a defective widget on a factory assembly line. Just because we, on some level, came up with it, doesn't mean it's valid or helpful. Doubt your doubt. Question it. Is it really true what you are thinking? Most of the time, it's not. Self-doubt is not always an unhealthy thing. It is an integral part of the human experience. It keeps us relatable to others. It asks us to consider that we're not always right. Self-doubt is what compels us to reflect inward to challenge ourselves to be better. Self-doubt motivates us to question everything, not just ourselves, and be open to other perspectives than just our own. It can make us better partners, friends, leaders. It increases our capacity for compassion while simultaneously keeping us from getting complacent. But unhealthy amounts of self-doubt can be paralyzing and debilitating. In cases of chronic self-doubt, it can lead to anxiety. Unhealthy self-doubt can be all-consuming preventing us from being able to see our good qualities and leading us to believe that our dreams are not achievable or worse, that we don't deserve them. Even one small situation we think of as a failure can be seen as proof of a perceived unworthiness. If we believe the narrative of our doubt, with time, any mistakes, failures, or setbacks can become a self-fulfilling prophecy, a pattern we turn into evidence supporting the doubt. A fear of failure ensues that then leads to self-sabotage. We are then always looking for more evidence and eventually going so far as to manufacture the evidence consciously or subconsciously. As Henry Ford famously said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Mistakes and setbacks are simply that, and nothing more. 
they are not indicative of who we are as human beings. They do not define us. They are opportunities for learning and growth, as we are all, always, works in progress. Doubt, like fear, functions to protect you from hurt. But it can also stand in the way of your dreams. Prolonged self-doubt can cause lack of motivation and concentration, even indecisiveness, guilt, shame, worthlessness can all draft behind doubt. Quite simply, prolonged self-doubt can lead to depression. So how do we have a healthy relationship with self-doubt? We go into it without losing ourselves to it. We turn towards it without giving in to its relentless interrogation. Think about what that might look like for you as we start to slow down our walking pace. Focus in on your breathing as we slow down even further. Slowing your breathing, slowing your heart rate. Settling into this new rhythm. Even slower now. Lifting the foot up forward and down, up, forward and down, continue on your own. Bring your attention to the world around you the warmth of the sun, the breeze on your skin, the sights, the smells. Focus again on the ground beneath your feet, the ground meeting your foot with each step. Within this place of present awareness, mindfully choose each step. every step a choice. Choosing each step. Think of a time when you experienced self-doubt. Not just the day-to-day self-doubt, but a time when self-doubt shook you to your core. 
when it perhaps stopped you from taking a certain action. Any action, from starting a new venture to asking someone out on a date. With this moment in mind, reflect on these questions. What were some of the things you told yourself? What were the questions you asked yourself? Really bring them to mind. Then ask yourself, how did I come to learn this about myself? What is the origin of this belief I hold about myself? How true is it, really? Is this an indisputable fact? Or an assumption I've made about myself? Does this doubt protect me somehow? What am I actually protecting myself from? What am I actually afraid of? Am I afraid of being hurt? afraid I will fail? Or am I afraid I will succeed and the implications that that success might bring? Underneath, self-doubt is actually fear. The brain is doing its job of protecting us. In this moment of self-doubt, how was your brain trying to protect you? Let's try an exercise to interrupt the self-doubt. Imagine you are experiencing that same incident here, right now. Witness yourself having that self-doubt. Now, thank your brain for doing its job. Remind your brain that everything will be all right that there's no real, inherent, physical danger, and that even failure is part of a healthy path to growth and success. Imagine yourself having that thing, that opportunity, that self-doubt held you back from. How does this feel now? What has changed for you? 
what does a day in that life look like? What's possible with self-doubt out of the way? Positive thinking alone is not enough to mitigate self-doubt. We have to unwind it, dissolve the questioning that's keeping us stuck, stop ourselves from the cycle of believing the questions. Quite simply, we have to doubt our doubt. doing so, we tip the scales in our favor and have enough momentum to take action and not be held back by self-doubt. We take the action even with some self-doubt remaining and we build evidence that the questions are unwarranted, that we can move forward and not be hurt as the self-doubt seems to imply. this through open awareness of self-doubt, full acceptance of it without being distracted by it or taken in by it. We don't believe it. We are in it, but only in observation of it. We can turn the surreptitious poison of self-doubt in on itself. The next time you find yourself asking, am I capable of doing this? Follow it up with, who am I to think I can't? Not doubting ourselves, but doubting our doubting. From there, what's left is a residual, much less charged fear. And that level of fear we can certainly handle now. Through this process, we are able to unshackle ourselves from self-doubt, relegating it to the back seat, and move forward without losing our identity to it. We sometimes encounter our self-doubt in another form, the imposter syndrome. The imposter syndrome is the nagging feeling that your accomplishments or achievements haven't been earned, that you're waiting for people to find out you're a fraud, or that it's all a fluke. 
or that you are undeserving of what you are trying to achieve. But it's important to note here that the imposter syndrome leads us to believe that our experience is unique, that no one else in the world has ever felt what you're feeling. But the imposter syndrome is self-doubt at its core. And that means we have all experienced the imposter syndrome at one point or another. Whether at our job, starting a new venture, in a relationship, or as a new parent. And really, it is born out of our desire to authentically and earnestly express ourselves as leaders in the world and getting it right. Making a difference in the world for others and ourselves. At its worst, self-doubt and the imposter syndrome diminish what we have already achieved. At its best, self-doubt compels us to learn and grow. And that's how we become who we're meant to be. If it's safe for you to do so, find a spot to sit or lie down. You may close your eyes if you wish. We'll finish our exploration with a brief grounding exercise. In each of our minds, self-doubt can be a constant presence or at least a frequent visitor. It may at times have its benefits, but can quickly spiral out of control. When you feel yourself in a negative spiral, turn to the tools we've explored in our time together. Bring awareness to your experience of self-doubt. Acknowledge it. Accept it. Observe it and learn from it by listening to its underlying concern. Question it. Doubt the doubting. Find the source of it. Perhaps in a past wounding or hurt that your brain wants to avoid. But always remember that it isn't the truth about you. You can choose what to do with it. Self-doubt is so easily camouflaged by our thought stream that it requires acute attention to identify it as it emerges, rather than simply believing those thoughts to be true. When you feel those questions arising, be mindful of them. Remember that just because those thoughts come from you does not mean that they are you.
embrace and accept your self-doubt without judgment. Sit with it as it comes in waves. Breathe through it. Never judging, just allowing. Letting it subside. Let it move from the front seat to the back seat. Once we're able to do that, once we can doubt our doubt, what lies beneath? What can we learn from our self-doubt? What hurt or embarrassment are we trying to protect ourselves from? What is self-doubt trying to teach us about ourselves? Courage, real courage, is not the absence of fear, but rather feeling the fear and taking action anyway. You cannot eliminate self-doubt, just as you cannot fully control any thought that arises in your mind. But choosing to move forward not accepting your self-doubt as the truth about who you are. Now that is courage. Courage is the bridge from acceptance to action. Moving forward despite all the questioning with positive action. No longer trapped by self-doubt, but free. Be open to what self-doubt can teach you. But remember that you have the choice not to allow self-doubt to become a belief you hold about yourself. We choose how much power self-doubt has over us. And through that choice, that courage, we find freedom. come back to your surroundings.
Thank you for your openness during this journey together today. It is, as always, my honor to be with you on this path to presence. Until next time. Thank you for taking the time to engage in this practice. My hope is that the peace of mind that you felt during this meditation begins to punctuate your day in a most wonderful way. As a reminder, you can access more walking meditations and Commune's entire library with a free membership trial at onecommune.com slash trial. Okay, that's all from the Commune for now. Look forward to new practices every Saturday. My name is Jeff Krasnow, and I am here for you.